goes, I'd really like you to, um, to run my parties. I said, okay, sure. So tell me what kind of stuff you have. We got together one day. I was doing stuff at the New Savoy in the Bronx. Right. Uh, literally, maybe a full block up or let just, just under uh, was a, a police station on the opposite side and then up the block, uh, police station. But that doesn't mean anything because cops are inside the police station. All sorts of stuff could happen at the station because no, one, right. no one's paying attention outside. Right. Right. So. Um, and there was yeah. no cameras back then. Yeah, and no cameras back then. So, you know, a bunch of stuff would happen. You know, there'd be seven or eight of us, maybe, because it was a small venue. Um, but we needed more guys for the type of crowd. But because it was a small venue, he really couldn't afford it. Um, so one night we're doing we're doing it, and uh, um, there was a guy who kept hanging out towards the front, kind of watching the money. So yeah. I said, "Listen, you got to go inside. You can't stand here. If you're if you're not going to go inside, you're going to leave." So Marvin says to me, "Look, Glenn, this is a personal friend of mine. I mean, I, this is my man. He's my man the way you're my man. So he he can stay if he's standing around. It's cool, brother." I'm like, "Look, I don't like it. I don't want him here." He says, I'm begging you, just leave him alone. He's a cool brother. I said, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> cool brother, that's it. Yep. So every, I mean, he was just in the way. He, I'm telling you, he was watching the money. He wasn't, he wasn't chilling out. He wasn't talking to girls. He didn't have a drink in his hand. He was watching the money. And I said to him, I said, Marvin, listen, this cat's looking to do a take. He goes, no, no, he's not like that. This is my friend. I said, okay, anyhow, come 3.30, um, I'm like, all right, all exits are final. Because he kept going in and outside, in and out. And every time he came in, I made sure he got searched. So um, it was pissing me off, but Marvin asked me to leave him alone. Right. So finally, it's 3.30, and my, and my guy, Ook, says to him, look, uh, all exits are final. If you leave, that's it. No more coming back. And the guy never, never, like, like even when I was talking to him, he would yeah. never respond. He would just, you know, just stand there looking at me like I was a moron, which, of course, made me even angrier. Right. Goes out at 3.30. He tries to come back in again. Maybe it's a little after 3.30. And um, Ook says, yo, but he, the way Ook said it, because I was pulling the money. I was, I was getting ready to pull the money and move. And I go, uh, um. I hear it in his voice, the way he's talking. So I spin around and he, the guy's, you know, 12 feet away from me. So I rush over and go, yo, that's it. Get the fuck out. And he looked at me and I go, you're not coming in. Your night's over. Get out. So he turns around and walks away. But we watch him. So he goes out to the right. And there was a, a white van there, the... Uh, the DJ, and I didn't know this, had pulled his van up on the sidewalk because he was getting ready to start pulling his stuff out soon. Right, right. For the DJ's people. So the guy goes up the block, goes behind the van for seconds. He comes back with, I don't know what the hell it was, Mac 10, Tech 9, it was something. And he points it straight at us. He's got it in his hand. So Uke and I are trying to, you know, I don't have time to pull my gun out. I used to carry a shoulder holster. Right. We don't have time for this. So Ook and I are trying to <laughs> run into the goddamn door. But it was one of those, they had a small slant, you know, so when they, right. 
when they when they drag in like beers and stuff on hand trucks. Yeah. So, but it was it had been snowing and it was icy out. I push Ook through the door and slip. Wow. I'm getting ready to go face down. Right. But I'm all jujitsu. Right. While my body's in the air going like this, I throw my body straight through the wall. I, and I was in the air, straight through the doorway into a flying roll. As soon as I get through, I roll forward. I roll backwards against the door. I pull my gun out, put a round in the chamber. Uke and I look over at each other and start laughing. I jump up. I wait. One, two, three. I turn around. I'm getting ready to go out. If he's standing there, I'm going to kill him. Right. Marvin, the, the promoter, jumps out in front of me with his, um, with his 22 or 25 or whatever the hell he was. And he goes, you motherfucker. That's not what he said. But to you? No, 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 no. To the guy. Yeah. And he points his gun. I don't know where the guy was because Marvin jumped in front of me. He pulls his gun and points it at him. And it's stovepipes. It jams with the, with, the, with the bullet, you know, up. Out of right. the, and now Marvin's face goes ashen. Like, the guy, I, I, I'm coming out a little bit. I can see the guy now is pointing his gun at Marvin. Right. And it goes, click. And I grab Marvin and throw him back behind me. And then we hear, a second time. He must have had a, you know, fixed yeah, yeah. the, yeah, 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 he yeah. fixed his own jam. Mm -hmm. He fixed his own jam. So both guns jam. Um, and then I, I was going to kill him. I, I mean, I was going to chase him and kill him. But, but already I can hear the cops coming. So I'm like, well, I'm carrying and I'm not allowed to. So we locked the doors. I got the money on me. All, but no, no, I have half the money on me. I'm telling them, get the money and run into the run in and lock the doors behind in the kitchen. Um, so people are frantic, people are on the floor and everything. Leroy and I run out to the back, and because I was wearing a, a shoulder harness, I had to pull my clothes off because it was winter to take this thing off me so the cops that they don't see it. Right. So I'm pulling my off and I throw it. And what do, but but what do I still have in my hand? My gun. Wow. So I like, see the cops come in the back. It was all snow. The whole place, the whole thing was snow. And it was right. maybe 20 or 30 feet uh, of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, you know, like a little grassy area that they had back there. But it was all covered in snow. So I go running up to the cops with my hand right behind my hip. And I'm like, he went down this way. And I told him whatever the name of the street was. And, and I said, uh, he went down this way. And I gave a perfect, uh, uh, um, description of him so they blew off and they blew off um and all they had to do was walk back there and see leroy's print of his gun in the snow clear as day clear as day anyhow we cleaned up kicked everybody out spread out the money did the count and boogied but this guy this guy could have killed us me ook show his own friend wow Just, you know <clears throat> People talk about white privilege, you know, whatever, this privilege, that privilege. And I don't really um, prescribe to any of that bullshit. But I know that there are times that being white, I've gotten away with a lot of things from white cops. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the truth. It is. Two times that I'd gotten away with stuff. We were at uh, um, 
what's it called expo no it was on it was on 40 40 43rd street maddie johnson owned it um i don't remember the name of it but it was like uh it was the week i think we oh it was it was like um it was in february it was it might have been president's day or something it might have been president's day and I, we did a party there and the, the the um the management asked me if i would work the event black belt security was working the event um but i wasn't working for black belt security i was working alongside of them uh, because the following week we were doing biggie's birthday or yeah something like that a biggie tribute or whatever the hell it was um and i and uh, i was working I don't remember his name right now, whatever. So we're inside. Uh, I'm standing at the door and I hear pop. I go, holy shit, that was a gunshot. And then I hear another one. Do, do you remember a guy named Nate who worked with Black Belt Security? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of had a yeah. horse face. He had like a strong mouth. Yeah, I remember Nate. I remember Nate. Nate comes running out of the car. People are running everywhere. No, 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 no. Before that happened, before that happened, there was a huge brawl upstairs. So, you know, at the time I was... I don't know, 235, 240, maybe. I go running up the stairs, maybe even a little less. I go running up the stairs all the way to the top. And there's just, this place is madness. Brawls are everywhere. So there was a guy, and I don't know if he worked for the club, if he worked for Black Belt Security or what. This was a big, big dude. And I don't remember who he was. Big, and, I think you're talking about Big Dog. I, I don't know. I, okay. No, no, I never got his name. Just he, I mean, he was absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, towered over me and i got into a fight there i i showed up to this they, and you know they had those like those steps there do you remember they had like little steps that you could go up a little at the top floor i never been there okay well mm -hmm. they had these steps and this dude swung at me um uh so i i hit him and when he backpedaled when i hit him his foot hit the hit the step yeah, and body came out from under him this way, and he slammed his head on the step and, and blasted his head open. Wow! So I, you know, what do I care? I pick him up. I go to pick him up, but he, even this guy's much bigger than me. So whoever the other guy is that's with now realizes I'm security. I realize he's security, and we pick him up and we drag him out. You know, they had these. Uh, remember, it used to be. Oh, you don't know, but it used to be an old theater, so it had those. Um, metal steps they remember you remember the old theaters you come out and then they yeah, had the yeah, yeah, steps. Yeah. So it was mm -hmm. one of these so i'm holding on to one side he's holding on the other i think we're gonna like walk him down or drag him down this big dude just throws him and i'm holding on to him so i almost go right down the stairs with him i let him go last second and grab the side of the banister and this guy da, 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 da. but we're on the third or fourth floor he throws him down every goddamn flight all right none of my business but I get it. We get him outside, and um, we're now we pick him up. We're going to go through the door and like throw him through the doors. And um, this guy's so much bigger than me. He just dragging me along with him, throwing me, throwing him. I let go. The guy goes through the barricade, falls over the barricade, and how he gets up wanting to fight, I have no idea. Yeah. This yeah. guy, alcohol. whatever alcohol, alcohol. Maybe this guy gets up and wants to fight. He starts coming towards me, and I catch him with a spinning back kick. That was it. He was done.
Um, and then I heard, because the other guy just ran back inside. Then I heard, bang! I go, oh shit, they're shooting inside. And then I hear it again. And then I see Nate come running out. But Nate is limping heavily, like really, really, really limping. He got shot. He's lying on the floor in the middle of the, in the, middle of the gutter on 43rd Street. And um, people are rushing in, rushing out, rushing about. There's two white cops behind a car now because they heard the shots. Right, right. I lay on top of Nate in the middle of the street. And I pull out my gun. And I pointed at anybody who came near us. I lay on top of him to protect him. Wow. I'm yelling to the cops, call a bus and call for backup. I'm telling these fucking rookies what to do. When the cops finally all show up and everything, I finally put my gun away. Not when the first two cops show up, but when they all started showing up, I put my gun away. Um, Did I got, question you about the gun? Not one person asked me anything. They, maybe they thought I was a cop. I don't know what the hell they thought. Right. They put Nate into the ambulance. I put everything away. Um, now, all the, I, there, there must have been no shit hundred cops there from you know midtown north midtown south they just they mobilized so they got dogs out there captain i mean everybody so i stand at the front door um afterwards i had gone in and a bunch of guys that i knew had guns on them so i said put your guns in my in my bag so i got my bag on my shoulder and i stood right at the front door with the cops with the dogs and as i come out they they tripped they, they checked everybody's ids and everything, and, and I go, somebody would come out, like if you came out, oh, this is Nathan, he's one of the bouncers. You know, Nate, they want to see your ID, show the guys your ID. So they'd show the ID and they'd let him out and stuff like that, but they took everybody's names down. And then after everybody was out and everything was kind of over, I met with the guys um, a couple blocks away and gave everybody their guns. Don't forget to join our Patreon at Dow's TV, where you'll get access to free perks such as listing your small business or dojo in our print magazine, free ebooks, paid commission, and more. Let's get into today's Dow's opinion, which happens to be on Jonathan Majors getting arrested in NYC. Of Jonathan Majors, right? Uh, Got arrested for the, the lady. For yeah. allegedly choking his girl or beating her up or yeah, something. Yeah, but she recanted her story though. But the, the the well for two reasons. One is you know he's uh, he's the sugar daddy of all sugar daddies right now. Uh, maybe 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 someone said, hey, look, you're going to ruin this guy's career. Yeah. And, and the real right. question is, all right, let's say he did choke her. What? Why? What did she do to force him to choke her? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. didn't. He didn't turn around and have nothing else to do. It's not right. like he was done eating his uh, pistachio peanuts and decided to choke her. Right. Yeah. And supposedly yeah. he called the cops first before she called the cops. And then they arrested him. Right. Oh, that's deep. That's deep. But that's what happens nowadays. If you think about it years ago, and I always call this kind of the, like the, the seesaw effect. Let's say years ago, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. A man yeah. could beat up his woman, his girlfriend, his whatever. And a cop will show up. Hey, look, you know, this is between you guys. Everybody chill out. Maybe, sir, you should go for a walk. Just relax. Sweetheart, do you have somewhere to go for, for a night or two? One of your girlfriends or mom's house. And everything is swept under the rug. Right. And then, time-wise, it was like right after OJ didn't kill uh, 
his wife, <laughs> right after he didn't kill his wife, um, things had changed. So yeah. then it went from um, sort of the men had the power to it to, no, you so much as give her a dirty look, you're going in. Right. And, that, and that's the seesaw effect. And it happens with everything. It happens with everything, unfortunately. The government never feels to say, well, let's find a happy medium between the two. Maybe we were wrong for allowing the men to continually beat the women up, which, which they are. So instead of just going the other way and going, well, the moment she says it's okay, you know, like, like he, he beat me. What? I didn't touch you. You know what right. I mean? Then all right, you go, you're in the hooks, pal. Yeah. Um, so instead of finding a happy medium, right, right, and say, well, blah, 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 whatever, they go right from one high end to the other. It just changes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So let me read a little something from the article. It says, new info on Jonathan Major's arrest actor reportedly called 911 over girlfriend's concerns before arrest. So recent developments in the arrest of Marvel's Jonathan Majors shed light on the identity of the person who reported the incident to 911. So Majors, best known for his role as King the Conqueror in the recently premiered Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, was arrested on charges of assault. This was in Chelsea, too, by the way. Oh, really? Wow. Yep, Chelsea, New York City, Saturday, March 25th. I have real bad issues when it comes to this whole domestic violence thing, because, you know, a lot of people know and a lot of our um, our listeners and our followers may not know. Um, I had a really bad incident when it came to um, that and me protecting a woman from from being uh, beat almost to death on 123rd Street and. Um, well, yeah, it was 123rd Street. With, and, with the police officer? Yes, with the police officer in Lexington Avenue, I believe, right where we had the convention, right on the corner of the third convention. I mean, the second convention. And I remember um, being coming to her aid and protecting her, not knowing he was off-duty cop and seeing how he was beating her. And I, you know, I tried to get him to stop. And when he pulled a gun on me, and, I, and everybody knows pretty much what happened after that, he got... It was a bad move on his part, um, only because I was ready for him to pull the gun. I knew he had to reach for it before he he didn't have already have it out. So I knew what was going to happen. Anyway, with that being said, and she flipped on me um, when it came when they interviewed her in the hospital bed, and she had six she had uh, um, sixteen stitches, two broken ribs, a punctured lung several several uh abrasions and and bruises right. um and a cracked skull and you were the and you were the enemy and and they arrested me for knocking him out well you know he i i heard him really bad and it was her boyfriend he apparently he had did it before and when they interviewed her the, she said i overreacted and I didn't have to do that to her, her husband, her boyfriend, whatever, because um, I only did it because I thought I was tough. This is the excuse she gave. Well, all you have to do is look at the medical records. Yeah, yeah. And they they arrested me. That that I'll never forget. That was August of 1999. You should have when sued her after the fact. 
you know, you you don't think about that. And I know I didn't think about that. I was just so glad to get out of yeah, 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 jail yeah. for seven days and, and not be around a bunch of stink men. Um, I was so glad to get out. And I remember God is my witness. that I, I was about two, three days after getting out of jail. Um, I remember I pulled up in a cab in front of my building. And when I'm sitting there paying, getting ready to pay the dri cab driver, a young Spanish guy was had taken the cell phone from his girlfriend and she was arguing with, with him to, to get it back. And he punched her in her face and it sounded like he hit her with a pipe. It was so loud. And I'll never forget, I think I told you this, Jacob, I got out the cab and I didn't even go to her aid and she was screaming for somebody to help her. And I refused to go to her aid because I didn't want to go back to jail. Right. And I walked in my my apartment and I broke down and cried like the baby, like a baby. I felt like the biggest punk on the planet because I've never backed down from anything. And I always try to do my best to protect women. I gave women rape prevention programs, everything. Yep. yep. And 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 I know that when when it happened, I felt so much like a coward it disturbed me because I did not go to this woman's aid just because I had just came out of jail yeah. like two to three days prior mm. to, that, you know, um, but I can't go too much into the story because it's actually in my documentary. So, okay. um, Oh, so you can't tell us. I, I can't tell the whole story, you know, uh, uh, in detail because the story is going to be deep in detail in my movie. Okay. So, um, but, but that's, that's why I have a problem with domestic violence because of what I went through. Now, I'm not saying now, first of all, let's let's get it, let's not get it twisted. No man should be putting his hand on a woman. Um, and if you feel you have to, walk away. If you get that urge and she makes you that man, it, it doesn't make you no more of a, a, a less of a man. Um, it doesn't make you a punk, it don't make you, it doesn't make you a coward. Just walk away. That's the best remedy uh to combat against putting your hand on a woman simply walk away and disengage at the same time not be putting their hands on men either so no and i and i and i agree and and i agree and i think we have the right to to um you know and i hate to say defend ourselves against a woman because it sounds horribly sounds horrible um but 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 i do believe a woman should not put his, their hand on a man without you know with 